0: This podcast is proudly supported by Red Energy, most satisfied customers 11 years in a row. Maybe it's time you called Red Energy on 131 806. And welcome everyone to a little bonus episode of the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm producer Jay Neill I am joined via Teams on a lovely sunny autumn day around the Melbourne region by Cory Perkin. Hello Corrie, how are you? Hey, Janie. How are you going? I'm really well. And I wanted to say that if uh, listeners are just tuning in for footy tips and they haven't heard our episode from earlier in the week, episode 169, with our special guest, uh, Craig Hutchinson, and also his partner, Claire Wright, please go back and listen. Corey, I have had so much praise for you and how wonderfully you did an interview with Claire and Hutchie, because I think it's the first time that, you know, let's face it, Hutchie, bit of media interest in him high-profile CEO of one of Australia's most uh, up-and-coming media companies. How wonderful it was just to hear him and his gorgeous partner, Claire, just chatting about life, about blended families, about all sorts of things. And you did a great job, Cory.
1: Oh, Jane, that is so nice of you to say that. Look, it was a, it was a really easy gig, I have to say. Claire, who... Started before we went on air, said, I'm not used to doing this. Hutchie's always the person who's in the limelight, never me. She was just a rock star. She did so well. She was, you know, well, of course she was interesting because she's an interesting person. But what I loved about it was it just felt like such a normal, natural tra- chat around the table, three friends. And if, if there's one objective Caro and I have ever had, if we ever sat down and did a business plan or a plan of what <laughs> is Don't Shoot the Messenger all about, I think we both really agree, and you do too, and I know Craig Hutchison does as well as the producer of our podcast. It's all about making people feel connected, part of a community, mutual regard and respect, have a bit of a laugh, but tackle some important, sometimes difficult issues, and pass on lots of popular culture tips. and. It's just like a group of friends. That's what we've always tried to have with our live events and also our podcast. And I think this week's episode with Claire and Craig really reminded me of that Power of the group having a chat, you know, it was good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So please go back and listen and share it with a friend if you've listened. And look, dare I say, um, perhaps some of the male listeners. And I also produce Hutchie's podcast with Damien Barrett, The Sounding Board. And we did speak about this episode on on The Sounding Board this week. But great to see so many blokes have decided to give Don't Shoot the Messenger a crack this week because of the Hutchie factor. So uh, welcome if it's your first
1: foray. Well, well, you know, I, I hope so, Jane. <laughs> And of course, our guest next week is Jake Nile, chief footy writer for The Age. In Cara's absence while she's in Amsterdam with her new little granddaughter, uh, we have Jeff Slattery coming in. We have Chris Barry joining, coming back with Anna from the op shop. There's lots of blokes who come on our little podcast and we love it so much when they do. And in fact, I'm going to throw it open right now. If you have
0: a question for Jake Nile, you can send us an email to feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au ahead of next week's episode. I mean, my question for him would be, how the hell did you jump into the big shoes of Caroline Wilson as chief <laughs> footy writer at the age and not be completely overwhelmed? But if you have a question for Jake, send us a message on Facebook, on Instagram or Twitter or email feedback at at don'tshootpod.com.au. Enough of that, though, Cory. We are here to have a little look at our footy tips. We've got over 120 people joining us in the Don't Shoot the Messenger tipping competition round six. Corey, it was your week. You tipped seven,
1: which is a pretty good effort, uh, given oh, some dang. of the upsets. It <laughs> yeah. is actually about time, really. Um, the fam- my family have been laughing, saying, we cannot believe that you used to be the editor of the footy record your tips are in the bin. They always used to come to me for advice on this. Not anymore. Not this year. So I'm very pleased I've redeemed myself.
0: Well, you're in the 105th position. Caro only tipped four, so a little bit of a slide for Ms. Wilson there. Um, She's in the number 56 spot. I tipped five uh, in the number 44 position. Our top five potties. Number five, Troy. Welcome to the club, Troy. I think the first bloke we've had in the top five uh, all year. Troy. Fiona Parkinson, number four. Vanessa Jansen, number three, Katrina Burke in the number two, Posy and Grayson Perrett has taken over in the number one spot. A couple of the highlights, the Western Bulldogs in round six had that really impressive win over GWS. The Cats absolutely thumped the West Coast Eagles don't think many people, Corrie, tipped the Gold Coast Suns to beat Sydney. That was a little bit of an upset. Mm. Um, Melbourne, who we did speak about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, put Richmond back in their box with a 34 point win. I know there was quite a few sore Tigers supporters and thinking of you, Caro, over in Amsterdam, seeing the uh, results of that one. And then I think the only game you didn't actually get to see live, Corrie, because you were off playing golf, was when your Hawks beat the Crows by just three points. On Anzac Day. So I was imagining you there
1: biting the nails down to the quick. And in fact, no, you're on the golf course. I, it was terrible. It was. I got off the course and I discovered the golf game had been arranged a while ago, but it's a real lesson in look at the fixture for the entire <laughs> season before you organise anything socially. But um, it was a really great game. And I think those people who were watching it live, those Hawthorne supporters must have had their hearts in their throats for most of the final
0: quarter. A little glimmer of hopes for your Hawthorne supporters. And, of course, Essendon took care of Collingwood in the traditional Anzac Day clash. 78,113 people at the G, the biggest crowd internationally since COVID. So, you know, you've got to be pretty proud of us in Melbourne for the way, look, regardless of your political leanings and how it all panned out last year, but to think of 78,000 people, the biggest crowd, at a sporting game around the world. We've come a long
1: way, haven't we? <laughs> we have. My son, Will, who is a Bomber supporter, was there with a couple of his friends, and he said the mood in the at the MCG was electric, that people not only had on their uh, game face for the day, but they were so joyful to be back at the G for a particularly important and significant day as the Anzac Day match and just the absolute joy of footy supporters to be in the big crowd. I'm sure that must have rubbed off on the players too it, it, after playing in against virtual silence for mm. certainly last year. It must have been a real thrill to be there. Absolutely. And I must say, I
0: went along and saw Melbourne United defeat uh, New Zealand last night at John Kane Arena with the family, little Huey's first game of basketball. And there is this extra added element of, I don't know, it, it wasn't adrenaline. It was just like, oh, wow, I'm at a live sporting event. And we just had an absolute ball. So I can understand, haven't been to the footy yet since COVID. But wow, it was just like, I can't believe I'm walking into a stadium right now when so many people around the world aren't.
1: Yeah, we're we're very lucky. And just so long as the state government continues to be real and the AFL continue to be diligent with all of the... uh, You know safety precautions and yeah protocols, data, and so on. That's absolutely vital. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Friday, April
0: thirtieth, the Richmond Tigers, Caro's Tigers, taking on the Western Bulldogs at the MCG. Caro's sending her tips via email. I'm going to let you know that she has tipped against the Tigers, tipping the Bulldogs by ten points. Corey, who are you tipping, and by how many points?
1: I think that's a really good call by Carrows. I'm also doing Western Bulldogs. I'll be doing them by 25 points, Jane. I think this injuries issue at Richmond is particularly significant. Uh, You could say, you know, no Dustin Martin, no fabulous Richmond team, which would be pretty harsh, but they have been struck by injury. Uh, Although Jake Nile, I was listening to him during the week saying that Richmond's system is still very, very good, but I think injury is just just it just showed up on the weekend, so I'm going bulldogs. I'm actually going to tip the Tigers
0: um, but by only five points. Now, on Saturday at the MCG, Collingwood take on the Gold Coast Suns, who I mentioned had a win last week. Not sure how much that is going to change things. Uh, The Pies not looking too healthy at the moment. And as we discussed, um, you know, a bit on the podcast this week, the the Nathan Buckley factor, how is that all going to pan out? Are you tipping the Pies or the
1: Suns? Jane, I'm going for Collingwood, I think, they will deliver this much needed win. They are, uh, look, there's no doubt their lineup needs some stars and they need some confidence big time. But something I think might have shifted a bit this week with the open and honest discussions about Nathan Buckley's future. And I think the gracious way that Nathan Buckley has managed this issue over the last few weeks, I think his professionalism. He, he earns everyone's respect and regards, so it wouldn't surprise me if his boys jumped in and played their heart out this. So I'm going Collingwood. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm going to go for Collingwood as well, and Caro has tipped Collingwood too.
0: Now, the Adelaide Crows take on the GWS Giants. This is a home game for the Crows at the Adelaide Oval. Caro is tipping Adelaide.
1: Yeah, I'm going Adelaide too, Jane. The Giants didn't look half bad at the start of their game against the Bulldogs the other day, but uh, I I do think that Adelaide will win that one. Yeah, the Crows for me as
0: well. Then St Kilda taking on your boys, the Hawks. This is at 435 Marvel Stadium here in Melbourne. Don't forget you can listen to SEN Stadium, which is a live broadcast of commentary while you're at the game uh, via the SEN app, which I think a lot of people are loving. It's pretty new technology.
1: So the Saints or the Hawks, Corey? I know you're going to tip the Hawks, aren't you? Yeah, I'm tipping <laughs> the Hawks. Uh, look, I, honestly, on the weekend, how could Adelaide lose that game <laughs> like they did? But but that you, you can't just say that it was a game that Adelaide lost. It was also a game that Hawthorne significantly, completely won. Jay Gomara is on fire at the moment. Jacob Kaczynski is um, in just his, I think it was his fourth or fifth senior game, really making his mark. So I'm going for the Hawks on that, Jane. What about you? I'm actually going with Caro. I'm going to pick the Saints.
0: Now on Saturday, 7.25, up at the Gabba, this one is going to be really interesting, the Brisbane Lions taking on Port Adelaide. Um,
1: I am going Port Adelaide with that one, Jane.
0: Yeah, Cara's going to tip for the power as well. And she actually, if you remember, has tipped Port Adelaide to win the Premiership this year. They did pretty well last week as well. Um, I'm going to go with Cara and tip Port. Now, the Sydney Swans, who are licking their wounds after last week's defeat at the SCG, back on home turf, taking on the Cats.
1: Well, it's always interesting with Geelong, isn't it? Because we know there's that Cardinia Park factor. Sorry, I know it's not called that anymore, but that's how I will always refer to the Geelong home advantage. But um, Jane... I reckon, I reckon Geelong will travel well and I think they will beat
0: Sydney. I'm with you definitely picking the cats for that one and Caro is tipping Geelong albeit by only two points though so I uh, think that one's going to be a tight one. On Sunday North Melbourne can I just say the bookies have them at 13 against Melbourne at just a dollar and two so not that I know anything about betting in particular but I know that is a dismal, dismal reflection of the team. This is at Blundstone Arena in Tassie. Uh, so the Kangaroos taking on the D's. Who's it going to be for you, Corey? dare I ask?
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely the Ds I'm with the bookies. Uh, you know, full credit too to Simon Goodwin. He's built a really, really good team. They're strong and they're brave and they look great in all their contests. How could you not tip again? How could you tip against Melbourne at the moment? So yep, definitely I'm with them. And Caro's with you
0: and I am with you with Melbourne as well. Essendon, there's a bit of a spring in some of the Bombers' uh, fans' step. They are taking on Carlton the 320 match at the MCG. I think this is going to be one of the highlights of the round as well. Yep, I'm going Essendon too. I am going to go for Carlton and Caro is tipping Essendon. So then wrapping things up with the Derby, the Derby, whatever you want to call it, it's the traditional round seven clash with the West Coast Eagles taking on the Fremantle Dockers 440 uh, over at Optus Stadium.
1: Jane, I was really interested to hear West Coast coach Adam Simpson say uh, in the aftermatch press conference the other day that his team's performance physically we really looked weak and that is a big statement for mm. a coach to actually in in the still in the heat of battle not long after the games finished to be so blunt and I'm taking my lead from him. I think that's probably a fair assessment of where the Eagles are at the moment, so I'm going Frio. What about you? I'm actually going to stick with the Eagles. I know they didn't look great against uh, Geelong last week,
0: but I'm going to stay with the West Coast boys, and Caro is tipping Fremantle. So that wraps up our round seven tips. Get your tips in if you are tipping along with us. A hundred and something people tipping with us in the Don't Shoot the Messenger competition. Cory, thank you so much. Hope you enjoy this gorgeous, gorgeous autumn weather that we seem to be having. Looks like it's going to be you warm. You too, Janie.
1: And um, have a great weekend. Happy tipping, everyone. And don't shoot the messenger.
0: home design enjoy home Star with me shana blaze all the ideas and inspiration you need for your home diy design projects and expert advice
1: red energy's podcast lifestyle series available from wherever you get your podcasts and the sen app